Welcome to Best in Class, the podcast where we talk about the best versions of the best cars. Thank you for joining me, Adam. And I'm solo today, as I argue over when my favorite cars were at the top of their game. Steve is not with me, uh, because apparently he has more important things to do. Also, he appears to be stuck on a boat right now. I got a call from him, and he said, I can't make it. I'm on a boat in Long Beach with some shady character. (laughs) I don't ask these questions anymore, gentle listeners, but that's fine. Uh, Today, we are talking about the last of my cars that we haven't talked about. Uh, We were talking about the BMW 2002, and since even though I own it, I don't know anything about it, I brought in an expert, my good friend here, Matt. Hello, Matt. Hello, Adam. Expert. I I couldn't do this alone. This is true, but you definitely... are going to have a better time with Steve not here. I'm hoping this is like a castaway situation. Oh, that'd be great. ends up on an island with just, you know, a volleyball and a Ferrari key. Don't threaten me with a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just imagine imagine what kind of shoes he's going to be wearing on the island. They're going to be those, like, stupid little loafers that he has. He's never going to be able to survive. He's going to wear stupid Gucci loafers or wherever. They're velvet. He's hopeless. Um, What's funny is you hung out with him today. And yet, you made it to the podcast, and he didn't. I did, in fact, see him this morning. I got to see his Ferrari for the first time since he... God, even when he's not here, it makes it onto the podcast. Somehow, (laughs) this thing just permeates the podcast. Uh, You know, he just had to take out a mortgage to pay for the service, (laughs) so he wanted to show the good work. And I said, cool, it looks like the Ferrari should have looked. And I sat in it, and it was, you know, it's nice. It's a Ferrari. It's fine. It's, yeah. I tell you, I've... I love it because he's not here. I get to say whatever I want. Uh, Me too, actually. I've, I've worked on the interior of his Ferrari. It's, I will say, very similar to a 1970 BMW 2. It's just random screws yep. holding together upholstery that you could totally design at home. The one, like, it's not genius. It's not genius, but the one area that I will argue against that. Mm-hmm. And this is similar to my Lotus. My Lotus and the Ferrari are very similar in oh, this regard. Excuse me. It's excuse just me. screws pointing at certain directions. Yes. The BMW, there's some really clever clips and and there's little things in the interior that make the hardware hidden. Oh, you you're saying the BMW is better than the Ferrari? Oh my God! Design-wise, it's way more. Refined. Oh, I'm I'm on board for that. That's great. You can and but you can see that in the in even in the newer ones, that trend has continued. But you know, think about the armrest, for instance. For people who don't know, the armrest has this little chrome bit on it to hide to hide the screw screw. right which it's nice it's a nice touch something they they really thought about because they're german because the germans the italians don't have time they're racing and drinking espressos and the germans are marching (laughs) (laughs) oh there we go um all right bmw 2002 i love this car it's the best you grew up with this car you have one of your own your father has one you kind of spent your whole life with it almost Um, yeah over half my life i've owned one and this is the last car in the garage that we haven't talked about on the podcast. Your garage. We've talked about all of Steve's cars, and now we've talked about all of mine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And we save the best for last. Save the best for last. I, I mean, a good car. I, I obviously know you as a Porsche guy, but we first met because of the 2002. Correct. And so I always knew you from that car. And I, I always found it fascinating that you've told me in private, but now it's public, that on a back road, as much as you love driving the 911, the BMW sometimes is more fun. It is more fun. It, it, it's the less power. You can just chuck it into corners. You're not in trouble. You're not going right. that fast. Like it's so much more fun in the canyons. Yeah, I love the 2002. Yeah, it's good, and I'm glad it's back. It's. I'm um, glad yours is back too. It's yeah, a I fun know. car. Uh, you are the expert here. I'm just the dumb owner. 
Do you want to tell us some of the history of the 2002? I and will, then we'll get into my personal history. I'll with try to live up to that title. Yeah, but, we uh, can go through it pretty fast because you and I both have plenty of stories about our own cars. Oh my god! So we don't have to yeah. get too deep. Well, I, I guess let's let's start by by introducing the fact that BMW did have a series called the New Class A or yeah. Neue Class or New Class, however people say it. You know, it's I've German. never heard a German word pronounced Neue. I think I'm sure it's just new. Is it? It I might be. Yeah, I've heard know. somebody I say Neue. French. I don't so, know. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't really know. I just call the New Class. Sure. Um, which was the four-door series, which started in the early 60s. Okay. Um, I believe Frankfurt Motor Show. Fun fact. Sure. Um, and then eventually they shortened the wheelbase, um, and they introduced the first two-door version, um, which I believe was a 1600. So they took a four-door, shortened it, lopped the doors off of it, but kept like the same engine and chassis and everything. So the the new class had a few different engines. I don't remember exactly what year had which engine. Sure. Um, but they started the two door came with the sixteen hundred was the big was the big motor. Yep. Um, and they called it the sixteen hundred dash two. So that's two to doors. denote it's a two door. Yep. Whereas the the four door, they didn't call it a two thousand dash four. They just called it two thousand or whatever or sixteen hundred. If you just see a sixty five BMW sixteen hundred, that a implies a four door. Four door. Okay. So then they said, "Whoa, we can't call it the same thing. No. <laughs> just just tag this two well, on the marketing the end, guys. So everybody do. knows." Yeah. Um, and uh, so they started selling the sixteen hundred in the states in sixty six. Mm-hmm. The sixteen hundred dash two, I should say. Uh, and people loved it. Um, uh, Max, Max Hoffman, Hoffman big, brought it over here, right? Right. He was the big importer or distributor, however That's you want to say New it. New Jersey, I think. Yeah. Is that where he was? New Jersey, New York, some, somewhere over there. Okay. Yeah, somewhere everything. where there's bagels. Yes. Okay. And there was a. a eventually, there was a um, distrib not a distribution center. What's the word I'm looking for? Like an office yep. or whatever for Hoffman, right around the corner from here. Oh, cool. Um, we're at the Motoring Club. Yep. Um, there was a there was Hoffman not far from here. Here in Southern California. Cool. Yeah. Um, and so the 1600 was the, the car they were selling here that was doing well. Um, but they also had a 2000 four door. Yeah. So I actually just learned this story today, but apparently two. Oh, and, someone's doing research. I, I know. I was it. doing some research. Well, I always knew Steve that. would never do that. No. <laughs> Steve, Steve doesn't know how to type. Yeah, okay. True. He just does voice dictation. He's an advertising guy. It's fine. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, he draws. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. He's just uses pencil. Um, but, uh, I, I, to my understanding, Max Hoffman basically went to BMW and said, can you take the two liter from the 2000 and put it in the 1600 yeah. because our roads are wider. We want more power. I'm your American, American distributor. This is what the market's right. asking. This for. is what we're asking. Give for. me the bigger engine. What I did not know was that at the same time, uh, a couple of engineers and higher ups at BMW had done this swap on their own 1600-2s. <laughs> sure. And did, they didn't know <laughs> they that grabbed each other they, did it. They grabbed an engine off the line. Yep. Said, don't don't worry about this. Exactly. This is for testing. <laughs> they put them in their 1600-2s. That's great. The two people were Alex von Falkenhausen, which uh, some BMW people will know that name, and BMW's planning director, Helmut Werner Bunch. Yeah. So they both quality did the same names. conversion. Oh, extreme yep. quality. Just it's just, uh, and I'm not even gonna go there. Never mind. <laughs> uh, and uh, then eventually, they both kind of looked at each other and went, "You did the, you did the same. Oh yeah, yeah. You, did the, you did the conversion. Oh okay, cool." And they both liked them, so they put a proposal forward to BMW board at the same time that uh, that the U.S. That Hoffman was, was saying, "Hey, we really need this thing." Right. Okay. So the board heard it from two different directions and said, "Sure, right. Let's do it." Exactly. All right. I like that. So. 
yeah, I mean, before um, before that happened, the hottest version you could get here was the 1600 Ti. Okay. Which was a factory dual carb version of cool. the 1600. Cool. All right. Um, twin Solexus. All right. I was going to ask you. I thought it was too dorky. But yeah, Solexus still. Uh, you All know, right. we're this is a dorky podcast. Let's be real. <laughs> Only when you're on it, Matt. This. That's not. Only when you're on it. <laughs> you guys have talked CRV uh, yeah. versions. That's pretty <laughs> flipping dorky. Let's be real. Anybody who's talking about the different generations of CRV, you've gone deep. Yeah, you've gone too deep. Um, Get out, Serpico. So the the actually the uh, correction they didn't sell the 1600 ti in the states because it didn't meet emissions regulations okay i forgot about that yeah that's why they said well we can't get that high powered one but give us the two liter yeah and then that did meet emissions cool so then in 68 that was the first year of then they called it to 2002 they just put the two on the end they didn't do a hyphen dash two yeah yeah we're just gonna drop the hyphen make it easy and it was called the 68 2002 a lot of numbers okay yeah they made it without a dash but now when i'm searching for parts and write in bmw 2002 all i get is three series yeah (laughs) from 2002 i have a pretty insane ebay uh keyword yeah that i've copied i believe it so uh, but anyway so the 2002 was born you get the coupe you put the bigger motor in it bam although they didn't call it a coupe just a clear distinction here. okay technically a 2002 sedan. is a sedan because there's a b pillar oh sure it's not a four-door right. sedan yeah, it's not sure. a two-door coupe because they did have a coupe which was also a, under the new class umbrella which was called the 2000 cs yep which did not have a b pillar very cool car gorgeous i'm a big fan then they they took that shape with a 3.0 cs very pretty car that had a straight six in it um we could talk about that one later uh but yeah the 2002 they technically it was called a two-door sedan okay all right yeah which i mean makes sense given how tall the greenhouse is i I love it if you look at you know considering it's a two-door it has a pretty distinct greenhouse to it and you can actually fit people in the back comfortably it's yes, not you this can. Like kind I've of sloping it. thing. It's yeah. nothing like the 911 where they're just worthless unless it's a child. The, no, yeah, they're functional seats. rear seats. They they really are, and I you know I think that's one one of the many areas of why I like a 2002 over a Porsche. Oh, how dare you! I know. How dare you? It's um, because the seats are actually usable, yeah, but but are. it doesn't feel like they're so big that you're wasting having like that. The fact that you have them all the time. No, it's not like one of those '70s Cadillacs or Lincolns right. where you have just one door, but for some reason it's the size of a van. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's a tiny car, but you fit four people in it very comfortably. It somehow is your knees are the crumple zone, but that's fine. Well, that's fine. You know, this is why drugs were a thing. People yeah. were on drugs. They didn't feel pain <laughs> back true. then. That's a good point. But it somehow is a small car. Yep. But very large on the inside. And then, again, my version is a uh, very famous automotive journalist, David E. Davis Jr., writes a pivotal mm-hmm. review, uh, calls the car the whispering bomb. Um, I'm glad you brought this up. In automotive journalism circles, and Steve hates that word, um, <laughs> in automotive journalism circles, this is a seminal article. This is what kind of elevates automotive journalism from just, oh, it takes this long to accelerate, this right. long to break, blah, blah, blah. Like, this is a narrative. It's a beautiful piece. I highly recommend you go and find it. It's called Term, Turn Your Hymnals to 2002. That I, that's correct. Called? That's correct. It's, it kind of almost reads like a sonnet. It's almost poetry. Yeah. Um, he comes out with this article and kind of laments, like, everyone's going to go buy a GTO, a an Electra, a Newport, a GTX, all, this, all these huge muscle cars when you could have this car, the 2002, and have so much more fun. And I think a lot of people saw that, and 
you know, I'm going to say correlation causation, sales sales do well. People are into this tiny little car. Yeah. Do you disagree with that assertion of the article had a big to no, do with it? No, I think it had a lot to do with yeah, it. Yeah, this I was mean, car and driver back in the day when you had to read these magazines to know what was right. what. When people were actually reading them. getting And there the were bad cars them. to be had. You could buy a bad car and be in trouble. Like, this is when it mattered. Um, and now everything does everything decently well. Exactly. That's the that sad guy. part about new cars. It's but. true. Um, so sales went crazy. There's so many of these things on the road still. Do you know the numbers? I don't. I, I, I don't either. It's hundreds of thousands. I oh, know that yeah, worldwide. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. Somehow they keep popping up. <laughs> it keeps and I keep like I, I keep wondering when are we gonna stop seeing them pop up for sale? But Never. I keep there's seeing too many. There's so there's so many of them, but you know they've they've held their value pretty well over yeah. the last five years, especially. Yeah, and I would say you know they got, especially when probably the E30 came out was maybe when they were the least valuable. Maybe yeah. the E36 was when uh, 2002s hit kind of their rock bottom. But I since then, I wasn't around. <laughs> I was around, but I don't remember. Since then, they've done well. The lowest when I came into the hobby. Uh, 2002s were eight grand. What year was this? I would say 2012. So I remember, maybe it was like 20. So 10 years ago. 2010. Okay. I mean, I, every once in a while, I look back at some of the old forum posts. Granted, we'll look at the forum later, but I've, I've been on the forum since I was a youngin. Okay. Because I've had yeah, my car a long time. And your dad owned one as well. And like, again, yeah. you, ra- you were raised in these cars. And I remember looking at, you know, other cars for sale that were two, three grand. Nice. I remember. I remember turning down a race car for nine hundred bucks. Oh, and I, yeah. and I still now I'm like, oh, what the hell was I thinking? Nah, I mean, you know, at the time, it's what they were worth. It's what it was worth. You okay. know, there was they they were not worth as much as they are today. And yep, it's just and, one of those things. And we'll get into that. Um, and yeah, I think unless there's any real good history points, I'll get into my history with my car. Yeah, let's hear the story. So I actually, <laughs> I know I've said this before, uh, but I got my car for free. Must be nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got my car as a bonus at a job. I co-founded a consulting agency with a rich guy, and he had too many cars, and his wife didn't like his 2002. Uh, also, let's back up the story a little bit. He bought the car on accident. By accident? He, uh, he had put in a bid on eBay a week before, forgot about it. He was like, I don't know, whatever, eight grand. And then... He was in a very important meeting, he said. And he described it one time, but it was like a board meeting for something. <laughs> and his phone, you know, rings and he looks at it. It buzzes. And it says, congratulations, you've won. And he has no idea what he's won. And he's like, what is this? And then he like, pulls it up. He's like, your car is, you know, you won the car. And he's like, oh, I should probably tell my wife. <laughs> We've got a new <laughs> car coming. So we forgot he bought it. He had it for a couple of years. She wants it out. Um and he did not want to pay you a real bonus. <laughs> he did not want and to pay And he needed space. <laughs> so he offloaded. So this there were rusty there thing. were two of us working for him and we were living together. We had just come to LA. Both of us had come from Utah. And he was just like, You guys just have the car and drive it for a little bit and just get it out of my garage. You guys share it. And so we did that for a couple months and finally he was just like, You know what? It's yours. Figure it out one of you two needs to take it. Figure out who's on the paperwork. I don't care. Um, but one of you take it. And it's yours for free. So I had my first free CRV at the time and a motorcycle and a bicycle. 
I have plenty of transportation you options. You rode a bicycle? I did, yeah. This is news. I, uh, I rode a bicycle every day into work at that job. What? Who I lived was this person? <laughs> I thought you were allergic to pedaling. Oh, my That's God. That's true. Um, so my point is I had plenty of transportation options. This was not unnecessary. My roommate slash business partner, he had a bicycle. That's all he had. Um, in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. So basically a bus. Yeah, he would you know borrow my CRV or whatever he needed. Or, you know, Uber was still around, so he'd do that. Um, and we had to decide who gets this car. And I want it desperately. I'm the one who's been driving it the most. I've been the one working on it and keeping it together. He doesn't know any of this stuff. I'm, I'm learning it, but he doesn't know any of it. But I have to somehow convince him, even though he has zero cars, that it should be mine. And I thought about how to do this, and I realized I needed to meet him at his level. He's very business dorky, very business centric. So I literally made a PowerPoint to show him at home about all the reasons why I should have it and not him. Do you still have this PowerPoint? I don't know. I should find it. I would love to see that. And it worked. You know, wow. it's really more of a liability than an asset. You're going to have to take care of it, all this stuff. If you let me have it, you can drive it whenever you want, but, like, it should be mine. When's and he, the last time you drove it? Oh, 2013. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's been a long time. You won Because I only one. lived with him for another eight months, mm. and I was only with that job another six months, and then I left. <laughs> so I got the car, bounced. He never saw it again, and I got a free car doesn't seem like he was that remorseful about it i don't know so I don't, I, he hasn't come i don't bring come it up asking for it now so. uh he did ask uh for right of first refusal that was his oh. if you ever sell it come to me first and that's i said fine. that's fine will you ever sell it nope <laughs> sucks to be him okay sucks to be you travis um <laughs> so that's how i got my car sorry, travis so i got another free car i'm sorry everyone not really sorry at all well it's okay. All that money that you would have spent on those cars, you put into a Porsche. That's true. Which has, a, as <laughs> Steve would say, a sticker package on it. <laughs> so, uh, how did you get your car? Um, Craigslist. Okay. Actually, um, so uh, my father had always had these cars, and he worked on them at the dealerships when they were new. He worked on them or sold them? I worked on them. Okay. He was the one installing air conditioning, and doing like lube oil changes and stuff. Sure. But sure. But he was installing AC, and this was back in New York. Um, and he had three of them back then, and then he actually moved to California in a 72 TII. Um, and that, that was, I believe, the first one that I ever rode in, but I don't really remember it. Mm -hmm. At the same time, he had his 69 Lotus. That I remember a lot more. <laughs> but he, he still has that car, so I think the memories are still attached to it. Yeah. Um, so there was a while where the Lotus was the only fun car in the house, and when I was turning driving age, I was getting into cars, making him go to meets and stuff, and he said, you know, you should, I used to have these old little boxy BMWs, you should look at those. Yeah. And I said, okay. I can see him doing cool. that. I can see him. He totally, I know your father. I can see him doing when that. When I bought it, when we got my car, it was like, we got it. You know, even oh, though I bought it. I think every dad's that way. When yeah, it was very much a dad. He said, like, you know, the fact that you got the cool car and I kind of got one at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I actually looked at two. The first one I looked at was a 68. It was silver. It was perfect cosmetic, uh, cosmetically, but needed some love with the engine. Okay. Um, looking back in hindsight, that would have been a perfect project to learn how to build an engine. But... I wanted to drive one. I didn't want to work on one. Okay. I was 15. 
Yeah. I wanted to just get, get on the road. A good deal. Yeah. I think we did bid on it. It was actually on eBay. I think we bid on it, but we didn't win out. Uh, and then we um, messaged one in Craig uh, on Craigslist. It happened to be in Venice, like half a mile from your apartment now. Okay. Uh, I still drive by the house all the time, and I always point. And I go, stay that's, out, that's stay out of my was. neighborhood. Angeles, <laughs> Angeles Street, or Drive, or whatever the street is. That's where it was. Uh, and we emailed them, and then a month later, they emailed us back. Oh, wow. And we go to see it, and it's actually a 1600. So it's the first generation. It had a 2-liter installed in it from a 76. So it's a 1600-2. It's a 1600-2 yep. with a later, bigger motor. Yep. And it was this very pretty baby blue color mm-hmm. and blue's always been my favorite color i didn't know the significance of the color until later but i thought it was a great car it needed shocks and easy that's really about it okay. it was a runner yeah um and it still is a runner to this day we yes, did shocks is. we did suspension then eventually put a five speed in it but i think i bought this car in 2007 it was less than six thousand dollars at the time nice. okay um and yeah i drove it to high school was my only car. Nice. I drove it uh, when I was in college for the first two years. It was my only car. I was a valet on the weekends. I used to go to school in Long Beach, and I would commute to Chinatown That's and Mid City. That's a pretty cool high school and college car. Oh god, that is much cooler than I my car. I parked this thing then. at the dorm. So it was cool. the dopest. Now yeah. I'd be terrified to do that nah. because they're worth a little bit more money, yes. and you know, it's now it had the sentimental value is so great that I don't want anything bad to happen to it. Yeah, did get hit in the dorms too. It got sideswiped. Sure. Of course it did. Yeah. College students? Yeah, I found the person who did it. You know what I did? They they backed out of a parking spot and just, like, kissed the bumper and scraped it. Yeah. So I went to every single car and looked at the, the corner of the, the bumper paint, that yeah. it would be, and I found it. And then I took the license plate to the front desk at the dorm, and they pointed me to the room. <laughs> and I knocked on the door, and I said, hey, is this your Camry? And it was somebody – it was, like, an exchange student. I felt so bad because they clearly <laughs> – didn't know what they did, whatever. So I just, they gave me a couple hundred bucks. Like that. And then I did nothing. It was worse. Uh, yeah, it's the car's so been a couple So you shook little... down an exchange student Hell for yeah. money and didn't fix the car. That's I think great. I may have waxed it and it sure. helped. I, pop, I actually had to pop it out. It was popped in. The whole quarter panel was popped yep. in. So okay. I just like popped it right out. Because you can do that with old cars. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my, uh, my car is a very rare 1600 only color called Carib Blue. Mm. Caribbean Blue. It is a nice like sky blue. I like it. Yeah, yeah. it's actually I, between that and the fact that it has front and rear black California plates was those are the big reasons I wanted it. Was cool. It, it was yeah. very cool. So now it's a little bit hot rodded, but not too crazy. Not like yours. Yeah, not like mine. We'll get into that. But it is my favorite car. I now have three cars. I've had that one the longest. Mm-hmm. That one's the one that never goes. Yeah. I'll die in that car. That's cool. Not hopefully not yeah, in yeah, a yeah. bad way. Well, maybe. But <laughs> but I'll maybe. die with that car. Let's <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> okay. Uh so those are our cars. Let's get into some of our categories. Uh when you go on YouTube uh, the top result is just a little two-minute video. It's two million views. Good for them. Wow. And it's just kind of some sexy B-roll of some guy in Germany. It's a nice black one. It's cool. That's, but it's, it's that's all just... That's the most viewed video? It is, actually. It beat out Jay Leno by point, I think, point three million. Wow. Yeah. But, Dang. yeah, as long as Jay Leno's losing, I'm happy. Um, but, yeah, it's just kind of <laughs> Which Jay Leno one? Because there's two. He does, he's done two 2002 uh, feet. You just did one. I've already closed the tab, but I, I want to say it was silver. So okay, so that's Mark Norris, a Bavarian workshop. Oh, I know that. That's guy. an M2. So that car has oh, an one. S14 from an E30 M3. In All it. right, too dorky. We're too dorky really for me. Dorky. Too dorky for me. Shout out to Dorian. He just did Dorian's uh, orange restorations. Beautiful car. Like yeah, crazy resto mod. That was okay. a couple weeks ago. Cool. Um, 
advertising. Uh, I know you pulled up some stuff. Yeah, there's some there's some cool old ads. Um, the one that comes to mind first is a it's a a, fi- a picture of a car sliding around. It says "Goes like Schnell." That's a good one. I was I was ready to skip this whole category since this is Steve's thing as the advertising man. But you said there were some really good ones. Goes like Schnell is a good one. BMW goes like Schnell. Yeah. Right. There's another one that says good news travels fast. That's decent. That's a great line. That's decent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a couple that have some just German, you know, epithets. <laughs> uh, you know, the BMW 2002. See, this is this is an ad for a square taillight one. So that means a later car when yeah. it started becoming a little bit more grown up. Yep. And it's a whole sentence, which is a bold move. Net. The BMW 2002 is practical, roomy, and economical. But in spite of all that, it isn't boring. A complete sentence. Wow. They they went real direct on that one. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah, there are there's there's a bit of a divide in the 2002 community. There's the round tail light, which are the earlier ones, and square tail lights. I know it sounds very minor, but it is it is important. It was a pretty pretty distinct change of of style. The round tail lights look so cool. Well, that this is and design. I forward. don't disagree. I don't disagree. Mine's a roundy. Um, I definitely. Yeah, we both. That's why we're friends. We both have round tails. That's the only reason we're friends. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely prefer the roundies, but when when you look at the differences between a '73 roundie and a '74 square tail light, it does seem that that's when BMW graduated to the cars that we know today. The the round tail lights is definitely a vintage car. The square tail light ones, it feels a lot more modern. I will agree with that. Mm-hmm. It does feel more grown up. That's what you yeah. said. Yeah, there's like. I can't remember if they have intermittent wipers on the later ones, but the, the stocks go more than one direction. Yeah. And for me, that's enough to be a modern car. <laughs> you know? it does. They did add a lot of features to it. It just got a lot more mature. I agree with it that. It did, yeah. And there's a lot more structure, crash structure in the back, too. So they're a couple pounds yeah, heavy, a couple hundred need? pounds heavy. Why heavier. do you need that No, I, I don't disagree. I mean, the bumpers <laughs> were also a lot bigger, more intrusive, but you could sit on them. Yep. That's nice. Called park table. bench bumpers. There you go. We'd like to put our beers on them. Nice. We can't. Um... You've been tracking this more than I have. What's what's a 2002 worth these days? And obviously, there's a huge range, but kind of take us through. Funny that. you say that today. Well, worth is you know that's a strong word, sure. Especially with bring a trailer being a thing. Yeah, but a 72 TII sold today on bring a trailer for ninety three thousand dollars. What? Yeah, almost six figures. That's crazy. Yeah, typically did, six figure 2002s are the turbo. Did version. Bon Jovi own it or something like that? That'd be dope. Like, what is going on? I Why would know. it be six figures? Whoever bought it's living on a prayer. I thought the who. There you go. Hey, I thought the highest ones were like fifty these days. You know, a decent, a, a nice restored car yeah. is you know probably fifty or sixty. Wow. On 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 the high end, you yeah, can get a solid driver that needs a little bit of you know here and there for thirties, um, thirty five maybe, and then you know ones like mine, a little bit crustier, yeah. some faded paint, you know, probably mid twenties. But y- there's mid twenties for at that's at the high end. Because mine of, is not insured for that much. I've got mine insured for fifteen right now. I think that's. You I think mean, it's worth more than that right now. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying yours. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that's that's at the hot. Let's call it the high end of the bottom end is a weird way to say it. But you know, I've I've brokered a couple. The high of sales. end of the worst category. Correct. Yeah. I've I've brokered a couple sales in the last few months, 
And I, I helped sell a really nice original 74 square taillight mm-hmm. for 16. And that was a very fair price. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was, you know, good for the buyer, good for the seller. Could he have gotten a little more? Sure, maybe. Always, always the guy yeah. had it since 1970. You can always get one or two more grand out of someone, but that's yeah. fine. Yeah. So I think, you know, the the really crappy ones, you could still get them for under, you know, five. But oh, those wow. are like needing everything. Yeah. If you want just a crappy driver. I want a runner, yep. A runner. You know, you could still get one for 10, 11, 12. Something okay, like that. so 12 grand, you're running around a one. Cool. Yeah, if you can find one, yeah. you know that's the thing. But then they're there. There's a lot of people who say, "I know when I have yada yada," and they try and latch on to the upswing of the market. Considering one sold for ninety three grand, there's going to be a, oh, a rough TII that pops up on Facebook Marketplace. That's going to be bad. <laughs> ninety three thousand, baby. Yeah, that's but true. No, this. Yeah, that's true. It's a weird market. Uh, Two thousand two has been in enough uh, TVs and movies. Uh, the China Syndrome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, multiplicity. Don't know that one. Michael Keaton, a classic. Batman. Uh, yes, that he was. Batman. <laughs> uh, there's one in CSI, the original CSI. Oh, really? Someone got murdered in one, I guess. Cool. Uh, the Dogs of War has got one. Uh, a TV show close to my heart, Sliders. Yeah. On Fox in the early 2000s, I guess. Yeah. 90s, 2000s. Interesting. Um, and then I found this movie title, which I loved. Never seen it, but I think I'll have to. An unsuitable job for a woman. Huh. That's the name of the movie. <laughs> is this the B-roll from Pretty Woman? We need to put this on a on a projector and watch yeah, this. So this from yeah, our 2002. That's got a 2002 in it. Which we is should do. Good. You know, what we should do is host a drive-in. Yep. With that movie so and good. all 2002s in the lot. There we go. I and like it. Have, yeah, that'd be a good. Man, photo. are you a event planner? Um, we so got yeah. some famous owners. A few of them. This was not a luxury car, so we don't have a ton of celebrities. But some of them earlier in their careers, they had them. Um, Alton Brown from Food Network. He just sold his a few years ago. Uh, but yeah, 2002. Uh, Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day. He yeah. had one. Had a TII. Yep. Converted it to an automatic transmission. Lame. What are you going to do? Whatever, yeah. fine. Uh, Bob Weir from Grateful Dead. And finally, Bob Marley had a 2002. Yeah. Interestingly, Bob Marley also had a Lotus Elan. So what? close to me, had a 2002 and a Lotus Elan. Whoa. Yeah. You, I've always said you live that Bob Marley lifestyle. I this if is anyone, the first I'm hearing about it. If I'll anyone has seen your <laughs> pale and redheaded face, they'll think Bob Marley right off the bat. I just scream that energy. You do. You do. Mm-hmm. The Rastafarian, man. One love, baby. Uh, I will take over the forums for Steve here. Uh, I'll tell you right now, the best one is 2002 FAQ. Oh, shout out to Steve Cupper. Not, not Steve on the podcast. Steve Cupper, who runs the 2002 FAQ. Great, Great guy. Forum. Great, Great forum. forum. It's always growing. Very extremely active too, which is great. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I get multiple responses each day when I yeah. put up a request, or something. and it still has a decent spread of newbies and old heads, as we'll call them. You sure, know, people who have been there since they were new. Sure. Um, who there's a there's a guy I know named Mike Self. Shout out to Mike. He lives in Columbus. He bought his '69 brand new, and he's on the forum every single day <laughs> answering questions for people. <laughs> That's your future. I hope not. Much love to Mike. But, uh, you know, he's the guy who somebody asked a question. He says, I wrote an article about that in Roundell in 1984. Here's a link to it. <laughs> it's super smooth. <laughs> but it's effective, you know? Yeah. Credit where credit's due. And he drives the hell out of those cars. It's a really friendly forum. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Great classifieds, too. It's good. Um, speaking of shout-outs, another what, reason. What are the top things on the forum? Oh, I don't know. I'll have to look. I'll Is look that, it up. But while okay. I'm doing that... Um, you have another shout-out to give. You have an event coming up. 
This is true. So um, in the last, I don't know, year and a half, um, I have uh, basically stepped into a capacity to help the organizers of SoCal Vintage BMW. Um, it's an event that's been going on since 2007. This will be our 15th annual event. It's hosted in Southern California at Woodley Park in Van Nuys, November 5th this year. Um, and so I'm helping to coordinate it. Um, there's going to be, I mean, last year we had over 600 cars. Everything from Last year was crazy. Last year was huge. Last year was yeah. crazy. So it's everything, even before 2002, all the way up to last year was the first time we included the E36 chassis. So we'll have... Um, the older 5 Series and 3 Series uh, and 8 Series and 7 Series as well and mm -hmm. some 6 Series too. Uh, all, some of my set is always show up. Um, and it's going to be a good time. And, and that particular weekend in SoCal is great because that Saturday is the Vintage BMW show and at the same park the next day is French and Italian stuff. So Woodley Park is where it's at uh, November 5th and 6th. Um, so if you're listening to this and it's before November 5th, please come on out. It's yeah. free for spectators if you have vintage BMW. Matt will be there. I will be there. Steve will not be there. Those are the only three reasons you need. That's all that matters. It's a really good show. I go every year. It's a fun time. Even if you don't own one of these cars, just come out. You right. can look at them. See the variety. And yeah. actually, for Adam to say he goes every year is a big deal because he is not a car show guy. I am not. For those listening... I, I go to car meets occasionally because I occasionally think it's fun. every weekend. Usually one a week, if not. Oh, that's a lot. I'm trying to cut back. No, honestly. Please. It's anyway, a, it's a little much. But Adam does not go to anything, but this one he goes to. Correct. So that speaks volumes. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, I've got the form in front of me. Okay. Uh, top post. Share your old picks. We oh, that's see some, we want to see some vintage stuff. That's a sticky. It's post. a sticky. I know. Yeah, it's yeah. still the top. Um, got a lot of replies. And then, uh, <laughs> holy moly, a 72 TII just sold for 93K, just what you were talking okay. about. So this is that discussion. And then yeah. we get into uh, cleaning corrosion off aluminum wheels, brake booster rebuild in California, catastrophic ignition switch failure. They're looking for help. Yeah. And people are helping. We got lots of replies on all these. It's good. You could rebuild an entire 2002 with just looking at the forum. It's Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah, easily. everything is pretty easily indexable and searchable and all that jazz. Okay, let's uh, let's get into our picks and say what we think is best. Uh, would you like me to go first? Are we going to talk about the different variants first, or is that after? I think you probably should now. The different variants? Yeah. Well, it's important to – we can't stress this enough. They made one of every single type of body style of this car. That's true. Let me think. They made a hatchback. They made a convertible. It's obviously a two-door. Uh, what else we got? They made a Targa, so a half convertible. What? Yeah. See, I don't know that. They made okay. a Targa, so it's got yeah. it's got a hoop over the they roof They made seat. everything but a four-door, but that was called something different anyway. It was a, yeah, it was a totally different thing. So that's fine. Uh, but they made it all. They didn't exactly make a wagon, but you know, they made well, a hatchback. Well, they made the hatchback. The yeah, two-door hatchback. hatchback. That's basically yeah. a wagon. The only thing they didn't make was like a speedster, <laughs> and that's fine. There was a one-off of well, sure. there was a one-off speedster that's actually really dope looking. It looks, <laughs> like, a, it looks like a brick. It's crazy. Okay. There, and there was a fuel-injected version. Yeah. And there was dual-carb versions, and there were single-carb versions. Uh, turbo. There was a turbo. One of the first turbocharged mass-produced cars. I think it was the first. I think so, but I'm, we're always you know, yeah. wary of someone else. Oh, some Edsel. Blah, yeah, okay. blah, blah, blah. Fine. Touché. They sold three of them. Whatever. I don't they, care. Yeah, and they sold, I think, almost 1,600 of these Yeah, this cars. was early-day turbos. So you know, think tons of turbo lag, but when it comes tons. on, it's real fast and uncontrollable. And But yeah. great graphics package. Oh, if you... To, for those listening, Google 2002 Turbo. On the They're front sick. lip, 
is script that says the word turbo in reverse. Yeah. So in your rear view mirror, <laughs> when it's close to you, it reads correctly. It's just the epitome of cool. It is just very like, cool. Like, they don't do cool stuff like that anymore. Oh, you're such an old man. <laughs> I am. I, what can um, you say? So those are kind of, yeah, we've got economy boxes. We've got TIIs, which are kind of the Goldilocks. Uh, turbo, which is full power. And then, like we said, hatchback, convertible. Uh, what, what did I miss? Targa. Targa. And, of course, two-door. Yeah. So those are kind of the variables. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about what's best. Would the, you like me to well, go first? Well, there's one other variant I want to speak to, which I think is the one that Steve would pick because I want to give him okay. a little bit of flack. There was a version called a Diana. Definitely Steve's pick already. Yes. It was done by uh, Hubert Hahn, retired race car driver, who was a dealer okay. at the time. So this is a dealer special. It was a dealer special, right? Okay. Which is, you know, that counts it as does. a variant, it does. right? They made go exactly before, so that's fine. So his uh, his wife's name was Diana Kerner. Okay, oh, with this the two guy. dots. I don't what know what it's romantic. called. Romantic. I know, so romantic. He made a business off of her name. Well, okay. Let's not, well, first let's he not made say it like that. That's oh, fair. First he made one. He made one special edition for her, and then eventually it became a line of twelve. Twelve cars called Dianas. They were all very like unique metallic colors that you didn't have in the other ones super luxury leather like leather covered everything they all had hot motors you're selling me pretty well there's one in particular that's still in germany that is a very 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 bright metallic green oh so this is a german dealer yeah okay this sorry. is all this, none of these are in america got it and i think most of them are accounted for still all, all 12 there's special plaques on all of them and they still i think know where they all are um but i think that's the one that steve would pick because he's all about that jewel, you know? He's about the jewelry. He's, he is all about the flash, not the substance. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is a museum piece. You can't use it. Yeah. Oh, he so, would pick it. And there's only 12 of them. He would love that. Exactly. He'd be all over that. Yeah, yeah. He's, all, he's a numbers guy. You know, if you meet Steve at a Cars and Coffee, he pulls out the easel immediately <laughs> with how many GTBs were made versus the convertible. And on the way here tonight, I saw a 308 convertible. Yeah. And for a second, I went, is that Steve? Oh, nope. I only know. I know there were so many hard yep, tops. I made. know exactly because of him. Because he just doesn't <laughs> let it out of my ear. God. I wonder if he's still stuck on that boat. I hope so. Uh, forever. Yep. Um, all right. What I think. Oh, well, the rules of the podcast is because I own the car, I have to pick my own. Sure. That's fine. But yeah. I still have good reasons. Yeah. The BMW 2002 that you want to get is an early one, a uh, round taillight. Uh, I have a 1970. Great round number for me to remember whenever people ask, hey, what year is it? 70. Yeah. So simple. It's true. Um, but you know what? You want a little more power. You want just a little something extra. So you want a hot motor. So I mine has been bored out. I've got dual Weber side drafts, and I've got a hot cam mm -hmm. in my engine, and it is awesome. <laughs> it is so fast. As somebody who's driven it, I, I will admit it's a fun car, but... My one retort to you is mm -hmm. the factory version of your car is called a 2002 Ti. Sure. Actually was a stock cam, believe it or not, but it came with factory side drafts. They were Solexes, but that car, because of the Solexes, was a little bit more tractable and usable, yep. whereas yours kind of feels like a bee's nest. Yeah. you When you drove my car for the first time and you just you described it as... A coffee can full of angry bees. That's and I've used that ever since. Oh, really? <laughs> and I owe you for that. Thank you. I've always I'll described it. it that way. And that I literally see an image in my head of a, one of those like silver coffee cans stripped of the label, just yeah. angry bees buzzing around. That is, yeah, that still fits. <laughs> yeah. I, and I know that some people call that car the dog. 
which can that's also the name be of true. mine that's what i've named right. my car is the dog but yeah, i that's think my the analogy still fits and yeah I, I drove it even now after it's been quote-unquote fixed oh it's fixed and it still feels like this oh sure um yeah. but the 2002 ti the factory one is just a little bit more refined and this actually dovetails really nicely into my pick because my and my particular 2002 has a basically a stock 2002 motor but with just a weber downdraft carburetor so yep. effectively VTEC for the time oh get out of here it's progressive <laughs> so it drives like a normal car and you put your foot in it and then boom you get the second throat and it gets all you know loud um but i like a car that's smooth and civilized that can still do it all and that's really what the original 2002 did just like david e davis said so my pick is just a stock 68 2002 it's got everything you need but nothing you don't Round taillights doesn't have any of the trim that came in the later cars. Right about 71, they added some trim at, like, the ankle line for door dings and stuff. Yep. And while I'm sure that was useful, it looks better without it. It does. looks cleaner. Uh, it looks a little bit cleaner. And credit to yours. Yours is just before they added that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I have nothing bad to say about your pick, which I know we're supposed to talk crap about everybody's picks, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I like these cars. Um, but, yeah, my pick would be a, a stock 68 2002. It's the first year. Um, super simple. Yeah. Easy to work on. Had the most power. Was the car that saved BMW. Had the most power at the time for the lineup. Was the car that saved BMW in America. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's just classic. It also has has all these little tiny early details, like the the grills are a little different, and the trim on the nose has dimples on it and stuff like that. And now, you know, people will find these early cars and they'll want to quote unquote backdate them. Yeah. To bring them back to original. To original with yep. the early trim and the, and the early little pieces like that. So, um, yeah, that's gonna be my pick. And they, they our picks really do re re reflect what we each drive they do. and our personalities that's true do. that's true and for what it's worth we have gone on canyon drives in the two of them yep and it's not like they're that far apart but we have not gone since i've rebuilt the engine this is true we're and i'm really looking forward to that yeah we're gonna have to do because if you stay with me now i'm gonna be upset because it feels so much faster but we'll see i don't know yeah that's i'm also question. a professional driver now so sure. my skill sure. has gone way up. Okay. <laughs> In just the last six months. We're using this word professional very liberally. <laughs> this is super um, extrapolation of that term. And before we move on, I just want to say, like, mine, in addition to the motor, mine also has a body kit on it. It looks like a it turbo. It does have a body kit. So it's got enlarged fenders and a front air dam. And then I've purposely used what basically looks like Frankenstein bolts. Yes. To make it really look just kind of rugged and hot rod. I don't want it to look smooth. I don't yeah. want it to look professional. I want it to look like a hot rod, and that's what it does. So and that's it, what it looks like. It's street parked and fits the bill. Yeah, it does. My one gripe with your body kit, however, and this is a real esoteric thing. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> so the body kit you have on your car was most commonly used on square taillight cars. <laughs> The body kit. The turbo was square tail lights. The turbo was, was square tail lights and had these kind of rounded fender lips. Yep. The roundy race cars, the flares that they used were were either box flares, so the whole flare kind I've of seen out them. like a box, or they, what they call pig cheeks, these kind of curvaceous, like, <laughs> I don't know how you describe <laughs> these things, but when you when you Google BMW 2002 pig cheeks, you'll know what I'm talking I'm about. I'm not Googling. <laughs> I know, it's kind of a weird thing to Google. Yeah, maybe incognito tab. Yeah, there you go. Um, they, they look a little bit more correct on a round taillight car that's my only gripe with okay. your flares okay uh let's go on to our categories and kind of buzz through them uh impact of the 2002 on the car industry saved bmw 
Yeah, huge impact. Huge and impact. Every company's tried to replicate what they did. How's that? that? Every company that made a sports sedan. This was truly the first sports sedan, I I would say. I mean, I'm sure people are going to argue that. There's a good argument for that. Yeah. It was There's a, a good argument for that. It was a sporty that. car that could blow the door off of Camaros and stuff, depending on the gearing. But Well, at least in the corners, right? And definitely Which is corners, what BMW yeah. cared about. Mm-hmm. So popular culture, medium, I think. Um, they pop up. It, I think right now they're probably more used as like a schlubs car. This is yeah. not a villain car. This is a hero who's kind of down on his look. Everyone I see in media right now is pretty rusty, and it's just supposed to look old and ratty, and just and that's fine. Except for like a profile on like a restored one. Well, sure, but that's not like popular culture. Oh yeah, I see. Right. What you're saying. So that's where I actually see them. speaking to that. There's two movies I just remembered have 2002s in them. What? Um, one was Hancock, Will oh. Smith as a superhero. Doesn't he like break one or something? He yeah, he like flips it. Oh lame. Um, and it's and it's clearly like a production car because it's got like wrong details and stuff like yeah. only people like us would know. <laughs> and I believe they use that same exact car in the movie Chef. With John, written by John Favreau. Chef has one. Yeah, is this in the Bobby Cannavale is sitting in it asleep. Uh, that's right. Yeah, that's and right. It's a, it's a, I believe it's a Riviera blue or pastel blue square tail light car. I remember that. Yeah, uh, and I think that one was a little ratty. It was like, oh, the blue collar worker yeah, correct. is is driving the ratty BMW. Correct. Because it wasn't a collector car. For a long time, no. it was just a car people used. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think they're they they really popular culture tends towards ratty ones yeah. to show like oh it's down on his luck. But and they're great cars. You know, I, I'm I'm wondering if pop culture is going to do anything with them as like the you know nice car. I don't think so because it's not uh, curvaceous. It doesn't look like a sports car. Yeah, it's, it's just true. a sedan, so it's never going to be sexy for a movie. Sure, I think. Yeah. Um, popular perception versus reality. I know you have plenty of civilians that get into your car that have never experienced them. What do they say? These, these are not car civilians, you're saying? Not people like These are minded. not car people. Um, I.e., what I'm saying is you go on lots of dates. And sure. you, you bring them in the car. Ladies, be single. Um, <laughs> they, so. Everybody likes that car. What I hear every time in a parking lot is the word cute. And yeah, I can't stand it. It's a cute. It does. And I, at this point now, I just have fun with it. And it's like, come on, it's manly, and they all laugh. Uh, but it's like, why yeah. do they all call it cute? Mine, mine has Frankenstein bolts. Yeah, but to them, they just see like, round yeah. headlights and a happy face. Correct. And you think yours gets that? Mine is baby blue. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it gets it a lot. And I mean, uh, I, I've I've driven the same non-car people in that car and my Lotus. Yeah. And yeah, the people love the BMW. They it's do. Something about the experience is just a little bit more classic, and you know, yeah, it's everything works too. I think the reality is it's it's a little more rattly and a little buzzier than I think people yeah might expect, but they're happy with it because it's an old car. You know, that's maybe true for yours, but not for mine. Yeah, possibly. Mine is mine's incredibly smooth considering it's over 50 years old yep. so people for me that obviously it's louder but people generally are surprised at how smooth and refined it is that's fair that's okay that's just me and my dad's is even crazier in that regard because his is more refined oh, yeah his is perfect um oh, that's another thing i should mention my father after i bought mine 2007 my dad was like well i don't know i need one and so he did the same thing that uh, your boss did. He bid on one on eBay, which happened to be a mile away, and it was a convertible, full convertible, so a European gray market import. Yeah. And he bid on it once, and he didn't look at it. 
and then six days later, he won it without having really inspected it super closely. He got a quick look at it like a month or two prior. Yeah. Because he happened to see it at a client or okay. something. But he, uh, yeah, he got it kind of by accident. <laughs> That's, oh, yeah, we got a history with these and things. And the convertibles are have gone way up in value. So yeah, that's true. That's so uh, good for him. He, yeah, although he restored it, but yeah. you know, well, there's that. <laughs> um, date car, obviously, he go on dates in it. Hundred percent, dates um, love it. And villain or hero, we said probably hero, but down on his luck. Yeah, you can't hate somebody driving one of those. No, uh, future classic, already a classic. Yeah, I would say hundred percent hold its value. We've seen it's going up. Yeah. They are continuing we're just to go up. Slamming through these categories. Yeah. I mean, we're already at like the, 40 minutes. Well, man. And also, we gotta go. There's also no argument to the answer. I think if Steve were here, he would have no argument. Uh, to if most Steve was of here, he'd be asleep already. He was not talking That's about true. it. That's true. It is his bedtime. Uh, could the 2002 have been made by another brand? And if so, would it be better? Could Ford have made a Pinto that was this much fun to drive? Are we going to forget about a Datsun 510? Oh, we did forget about a Datsun 510. And an Alpha yes. GTV? GTV is no. I think the Datsun's a way better comparison. And it they is. Are the same car basically? They are, but it's they, definitely the poor version. To me, I know the Datsuns are better at racing. Yeah, they're a little well thinner steel. Yeah, there you go. Thinner, thinner steel, a little bit lighter. So there's. But that's always that's not always the best the best indicator of better car because Datsuns no. beat Lotus Cortinas on track. My point would Which be. Which one would you rather have? The Datsun is better depending on what you want. Yeah. If you want a race car, you should probably do a 510, although those are getting crazy rare. Yeah. Um, if you want a daily driver, get a 2002. 2002 will, is still a great race car. I will. T- yeah. Oh, absolutely. I will tell you, driving around when I see a 510 and they see me, we still wave. Yeah. There's like this weird, like, we're cousins. Yeah. We get it. It's, a, it's an Axis thing. <laughs> <laughs> it is. There's it a is. boxy the Axis power. Yeah. Um, the Alpha guys, not as much. No, they're kind of highfalutin. Yeah, I mean I they're pretty. They're very, very, very pretty. The the, the cars, not the people. But they're so wrong. valuable. But yeah, it's I a think. totally it's a different, different thing. Italians are. It's it's yeah. the cheap box that makes the the 2002 cool. And it, yeah. An expensive box like an Italian, eh, whatever. Yeah. Um, does the 2002 live up to its advertisements? I would say it surpasses them. Hundred percent. I love this car. It surprises me how quick it is every time I drive it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, all right. Complaints about your car or missed opportunities you wish they did. BMW did. Yeah. Hmm. Back in the day, what do you what do you wish was different? That's a tough one. Well, so here here's I guess we've already filled these gaps because for instance, both of our cars have Recaro sport seats, 5 speeds, yeah, we and have. limited slip differentials all out of an 83 320iS. Correct. We took this bits a very from a common modification from a later BMW and put them in cuz they're right. better. Doesn't even change the character of the car at all. Just makes it a little bit more tractable on the highway, a little bit more comfortable. Yep. The fact that so many people do those things means that maybe they should have done them in the first place. Yep. But a five-speed was not common back then. It was not. No. So a four-speed would be and what was expected. The fact, there was a factory five-speed, which was close ratio dogleg. Super rare now. Wow, yeah. Um, and you can't even get parts to rebuild those. So. Yeah, I believe it. Um, where do you drive your car? Everywhere. That's the car I wouldn't I wouldn't be scared to drive anywhere. Yeah, correct. I mean, I, I and and I just got this Lotus for the purpose of taking on trips, but if I think which one do I want to take? <laughs> the BMW. That's awesome. I do want to take the Lotus <laughs> for some trips, but you know, I just took the BMW up to San Francisco and back twice in the last year. Yeah. 1200 miles. Did 32 miles to the gallon. 
and it was comfortable and yeah had a nice radio and and you lost an alternator once right correct this is the beauty of this car and this community is i lost an alternator while driving over the golden gate bridge um and it turned out that it wasn't um that the alternator was undercharging it was overcharging mm-hmm. but because these cars are so simple and i still had 20 miles to get to my airbnb what did i do turned everything on <laughs> so i just turned the heater the radio lights, yep, everything, lights yeah. yeah so that it, i could use some of the electricity i didn't melt the battery or anything and i got to where i was going the next morning was a swap meet so i just unplugged the alternator drove there on battery <laughs> electric Pick, car basically yeah. yeah picked up an alternator for 30 bucks drank some beers <laughs> and slept that sucker in and then i drove it back down and then the, I only took that alternator out the day before I drove back up to the Bay Area six months later. So it just shows how ridiculously simple and like Legos yeah. these pieces are. That's cool. And, you know, I think about the Lotus. I'm going to buy an alternator to put in the trunk of that car, but I cannot change that myself on the side of the road. No. No, no way. freaking way. No way. There's no way. No but way. in 2002, it's all right there. Everything's yeah. so easy. Uh, and normally we come up with what does that owner do for a living, but I'm retired. You work in tech. We're great. We don't have to come up with We already own them. What did they do for a living in the time when they were new? Uh, they were fairly expensive, and you could get a much bigger car for the same price. That's what always shocks me. When I'm driving around and I come up on like a low rider or mm-hmm. something and think, like, that's from the 70s. These were on the road at the same time. Isn't that nuts? And that was probably the same price or cheaper than this little car. No wonder. I mean, I get it. If you're an American buyer, get that thing with a huge trunk right. and this little BMW, but it's way more fun to drive. Anyway, so I would think that they're in, you know, advertising or art or design right. or architecture or something where quality means better than quantity. It's like they were the Saab owners that they're Yeah, correct. Today. The that's, people who buy Saabs today were buying these. That's kind of what the vibe I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, second car in your garage, you've got a Lotus and a 19 what? A 96 Ti. Right. Which to me is the... I mean, when I was looking for another car, I just wanted something like my 2002 with air conditioning. Yeah. I was so in love with that car, I wanted to keep it, but I was moving to Arizona. Yeah. I wanted air conditioning. And I looked at getting an E30, which is very close to to a 2002 in spirit. But I ended up finding a 318 Ti, which is a hatchback, which is effectively a 2002 Touring. No. No. To me, it feels very similar. The <laughs> DNA is very obvious. <laughs> it's not obvious at all. I, hate that car. I, I know you don't. <laughs> well, you tell me you like mine. Uh, sure, because of the color. Sure. But, uh, you know. Second car in my garage, nine eleven. What did what did the owner CRV. of the one that was new buy when <laughs> uh, they were new? What Cayenne. was the second owner? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Stop uh, it. Crazy list. Nothing. They weren't two cars back in the day. I would say nineteen seventy. Oh, you don't think there was a two-car two garage. That's a one-car family. Interesting. Um, well. There's, would you trade your current vehicle for this? No, we both own them. Both you, own them. You just got your Merds wixed right I did. there. Uh, all right. I know the answer. We could probably do it pretty fast. Devil's Advocate, wouldn't you rather have a Mitsubishi Mirage? They are, uh, what I think, $14,000 right now. How much is the Chevy Spark? Is that gone? Chevy Spark is gone. Bummer. Chevy Spark left production last month. Wow. So they're filtering through this, dealers right now. This is a very current podcast. Yeah, man. Credit. We keep on it. Um, so wouldn't you rather have Bluetooth and analog brakes and a radio with four speakers instead of two and, you know, defrost, no. wipers that work? My wipers work. <laughs> they work. I can't talk you into a Mirage. 
No. <laughs> okay. You can't. I talk mean, to me I just I I put more miles on the 2002 than the E36. Yeah. So I think that says something. Okay. Uh, closing argument. Tell me why your car is the best. Uh, the uh, stock 6802 was the car that changed it all for BMW, and that particular one out of the series has everything you need and nothing you don't. Not too complicated. Everything was basically what's what's the expression mise en place as it should be is that how that loosely translates to kind of no yeah that's probably not correct place is place oh so things in place okay mise en place fair all right well sorry don't listeners. ask me what mise means <laughs> table mise <en> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh the 68 uh, stock 6802 everything is exactly as it should be you get in it and everything makes sense there's no tricks or hidden anything it and it's extremely modern considering how classic it is okay why when you said that i thought of a complaint oh. uh, i couldn't interrupt you because it's closing argument oh, what's the complaint but the complaint our uh turn signal indicators are on the wrong side you be talking about the right the steering yeah it's on the all wrong of them are like that exactly oh my it's not a modern car so where you in a modern car would hit your wipers that's a 2002's turn signal only until seventy two, I sure. think. Sure, but it's it gets. But me. that's the case with any vehicle up until that point. Well, that's, that's that not might just be fair. the two thousand two thing. For what it's worth, my turn signals have never had a functioning self cancel in fifteen years. Yeah, mine don't self cancel. It's supposed to. FYI. Oh wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> it's supposed <laughs> just, to. See, that's the thing with an old car. But, I just figured, ah, I didn't have it. Okay. Yeah, it's just one of those things you do. But it, actually, it's broken. Okay, but Got I, it. you know, I never found that to be an issue. Honestly, it's just you just kind of get used to it. All right, my closing argument. Um, I have to vote for mine because those are the rules of the podcast. Sure. But I will say, as long as you're going to have an old car, you might as well have a hot rod. You might as well have a slightly better engine, slightly faster. Make it sound like a can full of angry bees. It's not like you need to drive it every day. It's your it's your fun car. I do drive mine every day. It's my daily. And it puts a smile on my face every time. Get a hot rod. Put Frankenstein bolts on it. You'll love it. And if you can, get it for free. I won't disagree with that. <laughs> you want to get whatever you can uh, for free. Yeah, I did not mention that all the work to that car had been done before I got it. It had the body kit. Well, you just redid all It that. had the engine. I had to rebuild the engine. Yeah. But, like, basically someone else had done the work, and I got to drive it for years with no problems. Yeah, you got lucky. Um, let's give a shout-out to your event one more time, and that's it. Yes, November 5th, SoCal Vintage BMW. Um, you could find us on social media, um, Instagram, SoCal Vintage BMW. We're always promoting the next event there. If you have a vintage BMW uh, E36 or before, join us at an event. Um, it's always a good time, but this particular one, November 5th, should be a good time. Um, so come on out. It's a really good show, and I will say that this community is my favorite car community to be a part of. Um, it's so much more enjoyable than the Porsche community. Oof. They're really fun people. So They're this. great drivers. I love being doing any kind of drives with them or being a part of it. Um, that's it. Thank you very much for joining me this week's uh, I'm just glad Steve's not here. Yeah, thank you, Steve, for not coming. Yeah, and uh, feel free to stay on, on the boat, boat, Steve. Yeah, you can just sail all the way across. Matt, thank you very much. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye, bye everyone. Bye.